Well, this is David Reed, and David Reed is a priest of the Liberal Catholic Church as well as a hypnotherapist. <laughs> so, how do those two things fit together? Ah, uh, uh, interestingly. <laughs> um, so, uh, I'm not really supposed to join the two things together. Um, mm -hmm. The 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 people in the 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 people in the um, sort of upper reaches of the church um, don't want me to don't want the church connected. Um, uh, and but do you feel like there is a connection between hypnosis and church? Well, there, there's a, there's definitely a connection between hypnosis and and religion, um, mm -hmm. uh, and any true religion has what? What is all that noise going on there, Alexander? Oh, I'm sorry. Has it stopped <laughs> now? Uh, yes, it has. Um, however, yeah. there was, there so was quite I a lot. Haven't, of... haven't... There was quite a lot of it. Yeah, I um, have just not quite finished making lunch, so I was just <laughs> finishing it. <laughs> okay, no, fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. So, uh, so I was talking about, yeah, so, so the, so to me, my way of looking at it is that, um, anytime you want to get anything done, uh, you're using aspects of your unconscious mind and, uh, and, and so the unconscious is an incredibly important part of, um, of, of the process, well, any, any sort of process, any kind of, anytime you become competent in something, you become unconsciously competent. And if you want to develop, if you want to develop really good um, competency in spirituality, then a great way of doing it is via the, is via doing trance work, which is what we call hypnosis, but it's basically work that is done in trance and you do it, you, you, and the, the great thing about doing it with another person, which is, what you're really doing when you're working with a hypnotist is you've got somebody to keep you awake. Cause one of the worst things about one of the most, one of the real downsides of trance is, is it's so easy to fall asleep. So most people, most people fail in their, uh, in their, uh, trance work because either they fall asleep or they, or, or they or they come out of trance and they they can't get much done because they can't hold the state. So the purpose of a hypnotist is to get you into that state and right. and help you stay there. Um, and how does how does that? Well, that's essentially to what a religious service also does, but it does it in a much more uh, a much more mysterious way. So. Um, you're, and and, and it's, it's along a particular line. So, uh, you know, you go through a process where you enter a state you, you, and you, you go through a series of steps where you – basically the first few steps are cleansing steps and then um, you, you, you sort of get into the thing where you're um, – accessing certain energies and, you know, from there, from that point where you're accessing those energies, then the, the, I suppose the person who's the priest is accessing energies in order to be able to create a conduit 
um, uh, to something higher, some sort of higher power. And then from there imbuing the energies of that higher power, in the case of the Holy Eucharist, imbuing the, 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 the energies of that higher power into, um, into the, what they call the host, and they call it the host for precisely that reason. It, it, it hosts the, um, these higher energies. And, uh, and, and also into the, in the case of the Holy Eucharist, into the, into the mixture of the, the wine and the water, or the grape, we use grape juice, grape juice and water. Um, and, uh, and then that becomes, mm. the, then, then the host and the wine and water become uh, imbued with this, um, th- this, this life of, uh, of the living one, as the Syrians used to call him. Um, and so the, 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 the one who had, um, the one who had died and come back. So that, that's what you're doing when you're in, when you're in a, a, a religious, well, when you're in the Holy Eucharist, that's what you're doing when you're the priest. And essentially what people do when, when they, after they've done all their, their cleansing stuff is they come up and they partake of it and it, and it gives them, it, it it gives them a very subtle but very uh, uh, connected sense of oneness with, you know, a number of other features of the world. You know, the, the other people around them and, and perhaps God, perhaps mm-hmm. um, perhaps the church, but, but mostly a sense of connectedness with something a bit more mysterious. So that's what – so it's a, very, it's a very specific thing. Well, I – I wanted to talk about I wanted to talk about aspects to do with God, but when you talked about the the one who died and came back, I think that's important to understand what you mean by that. Right. Uh, obviously, in the literal meaning, we we talk about uh, Jesus dying and coming back. But why is that important? And, and I know that you don't you don't normally take these stories. Ah, uh, okay. So. Um... The well, okay. So the so the the way that Christianity, the the purpose or the point of Christianity, is the throwing off of this notion that death is permanent, um, and therefore the retrieving of humanity from a place of, uh, from a hellish place, to a place of sovereignty and divinity. So, the 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 way that the way is like living in love instead of living in fear. Is that what they're talk, talking about? When they're uh, yes, uh, definitely. It's it's that's definitely part of it. I mean, fear is a very big word, and so is love. Mm. Uh, and and definitely, there's there's an aspect mm. there of of love being the what you have when fear is gone, or that when fear when when fear. Right. The, or the, perhaps I should say that the thing which can contain and transform fear is love. Um, so, right. the, but the, the, the person, the person of Jesus, Jesus just means either savior or, or Yahweh saves, depending on what your translation is. Um, as I'm sure you're aware, Alexander, mm. um, the, so, so Jesus uh, is, um, 
Well, I mean, Jesus wouldn't have been called Jesus when he was alive. He would have been called something else. Um, th- that He doesn't get called Jesus, in fact, until he ends up sitting on the right hand of the Father. So Jesus is not uh, a name that anybody would have called uh, such a person. Um, the, the Besides which, Jesus is a, a big transformation. Oh, yeah. So it's, it's, yeah. so it's either... Jesus is what is... In, uh, in the Hebrew, yeah, it Jesus could be either Yeshua or Yehoshua, depending on 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 the particular. It's very hard to know since we don't have since nobody since we have nothing written in the original Aramaic, or um, then we don't know. So, right. so because they they would always call in the Aramaic, right. they'd always call him the Living One. They they never called him right Jesus, yeah, never or, or Yehoshua or Jesus. Yeshua. And if he's and, and if he's your Yehoshua, this is what we we say Joshua these days. We so could, call, yeah. I mean, gu- yeah, Josh. he could be Guru Josh, couldn't he? But he, you know, he 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 um, Master yeah. Josh, yeah. So Master Josh, that's if he's that's if he's Yehoshua. But that would also mean that he would be one with um, he would be one with uh, you know, it, it's if you call him Joshua, then how is he different from the other Joshua? You know, the the the, the other Joshua from from, from yeah, no, it's a bit <laughs> confusing, um, isn't it? So, yeah, uh, yeah. So anyway, so people, so it makes things a bit a bit complicated. But the thing, the thing about, um, the thing about the original Christians, like Paul, Paul is probably the earliest, um, the earliest uh, Christian whose writings we have that 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 form a sort of a you know, a literary corpus. I mean, there are older writings than that, but they're they're not by a person. So, you know, whereas Paul's Paul's mm. stuff is by him, and uh, even though you know, there's there are some people that say that it's not by him. It's you know, like there are bits there are bits that are by other people, and you know, there's only this many uh, epistles that were actually written by him, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, but whichever whichever way you look at it, it's still the earliest literary corpus that we've got. It's the older they're older than the gospels. Um and uh although there's there is a lot of the sayings gospels like Gospel of Thomas and these you know uh these kind of gospels are potentially in their uh the, the material that forms those gospels, the sayings gospels, are possibly older than Paul's stuff, possibly. But but you know Okay, but we were we were talking about um, the early yeah. Christians so their, their their attitude is basically that um, uh, that the that that Jesus has come from God in order to set humanity free, essentially. You know, to 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 to, to save humanity from right. the power from from basically the, the demonic powers the 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 wicked powers, if you like, um, who who have enslaved humanity mm-hmm. to 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 this um, this false death, as it were, um, this kind of uh, you know this this that death is not as real as what it seems to be, um, and so you know so so the, so you have the so basically it's the redemption from the fall. Because the fall is just basically, uh, oh well, you've now you know good and evil, so you're 
well, I did tell you that you were going to die if you ate of the fruit of knowledge of good and evil, uh, and you've done it now. So mm-hmm. you're, you're going to have to leave the garden because you've, you're as good as having left the garden already. You know, because because you've you've eaten of that fruit, and I didn't right. tell you not to. Uh, and uh, so so I'm really sorry that <laughs> you're going to have to you're going to have to go. And a lot of people ta- have taken that to mean something like uh, they had to go because they disobeyed God. And this is not, this is not the sense that I have at all. It's, mm. it's the more, more, much more modern Christian sense that, that a lot of Christians have is the idea that, um, that, that it was the disobedience to God's will that, that, that was the fall. And that's really ta- looking at, that's not really understanding what happened when you, it it was it was more like um, here's this tree, I really recommend you don't eat it. It's it's right in the middle of the garden. You can eat all of the other from all of the other trees, but but not this one. Not this one. This one you can't eat from. Uh, just don't eat it. And and anybody who knows anything about hypnosis will tell you that if you tell somebody mm. not to do something, there's only one way. <laughs> there's only one way that they're that they're ever going to understand what that means, and that's to do it. So, so, you know, don't think of blue. And of course, what do you do? You know, don't think of blue. Don't think of blue. So what do you do? You know, don't, right. don't see that pink elephant in your mind, you know? There's a, a um, remedy for hiccups that my children have become, come excited about, which is to run all the way around the outside of the house and back in again <laughs> while not thinking about a pink elephant. <laughs> yeah yeah that's pretty cool that's pretty cool it's, it's quite quite an effective remedy because yeah and, and what, what it, does, and what to it does to your concentration as well all that running around while not while while keeping your mind not on something that yes. you you're you're keeping your mind on while you're not keeping it on it yeah that's quite clever yeah. that's quite clever <laughs> who came up with that one yeah <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's That's good. Floating around there somewhere. So, so um, mm. there's a lot of philosophy to discuss here, but um, I've had some questions from people mm. who grew up in a religious background and and went through a kind of Christian religious mm. um, process. Mm-hmm. And then have become disillusioned with that, and they they feel that they because they don't no longer believe in mm. God and believe in this Jesus figure. Um, uh, where can they find mm. spirituality if they if they don't believe all of mm. these? That's these tough, things? isn't it? What's the next step? Well, I I um, you know, before I long ago, I I, I grew up in this church, so I can't claim that I. I um, I can't claim that I, you know I, I came from some other background and I and I joined this church and you know whatever, but when I grew up in this mm. church, I I I actually didn't believe in uh in ne- like it never made sense to me you know the whole sort of Jesus died for your sins type of thing, not that not that that was ever the thing that that we were taught. I, I didn't know what we were taught because I didn't really understand. What they what what they what they were going on about most of the time, you know, like <laughs> so so whenever I whenever right. I to things, I, I never really understood. I just you know, like they talk about the glory of God and all this sort of thing, and I 
And I go, yeah, well, what's that? And I, and so there's a lot of stuff like that that I, I didn't, mm-hmm. you know, when you're a kid, you don't really understand it. I like the Old Testament stories like, you know, David and Goliath and Joshua and Jericho and, you know, the, you know, how Israel was, um, you know, my people, Israel, they're always, they're always falling into, uh, they're, they're always falling into their bad ways and their wicked ways. And, you know, and they always have to keep on being, you know, taught the, taught the lesson over and over again. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Noah and the flood. And I kind of liked all those, I liked all those stories and stuff, but, um, you know, and Abraham and Isaac and so on and so forth. But I especially right. like Joseph, but the, um, but the thing about uh, the the thing about all of those stories is that they didn't really for me. Eventually, I I I went off and I became a Zen Buddhist briefly, not for very long. I have to admit, and I ne- you know I never took any Zen Buddhist vows or anything like that. I never mm. did any, any such thing like that. Um, but uh, but but I became intensely interested in Zen Buddhism, and uh, and I considered myself to be essentially a Buddhist. Um, and, uh, and, and for me, that was mostly about getting my mind under control and actually not so much about getting my mind under control as, as discovering what the limit of the mind was and realizing that actually the mind has a limit. And a lot of the time people who become atheistic become atheistic because they're stuck inside their mind, um, which sounds like, I, I don't know. I don't know what that, I, I, it's difficult for me to know whether the people that you know are, are people like that, but, but of the atheists that I know, the people who I know that are, that are atheistic, they're people yes. who have, because of, because of the art, because Christianity seems to fail uh, at certain when they apply certain arguments, you know things to do with how can God, how can a perfect God allow an imperfect world to, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, that sort of thing. How can God allow these these terrible things to happen and mm. this kind of thing? So this is this is a sort of um, this is a this is being stuck inside your mind. This is being stuck inside. Um, a series of linguistic, um, uh, uh, you know, arguments for want of a better word, that that uh, you know, syllog- syllogisms, basically mm-hmm. being stuck inside of a bunch of syllogisms that mean that you you can't you 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 can't see the wood for the trees, as it were. You can't see you can't see the the, the larger picture. So, and you know, Buddhism has a so does Zen does, it does. Zen Buddhism uh, help I mean, you to see well, that? Well, actually, Buddhism in general has the you? same problems. Like, so 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 you know, because the Buddha is supposed to be, mm. you know, the the Buddha is supposed is supposed to have been someone who has, you know, uh, allowed all beings to become perfect. And uh, and, and there's a there's a sutra called uh, the Vimla Kirti uh, Sutra. Which um, where, where there's like this guy, this monk comes mm-hmm. in and he goes, you know, you Buddha, you know, you reckon you're so great. How come? All, how come there's all this evil in the world? And and you know, you reckon you've controlled everything to make everything, the, you know, the best best of all possible worlds for all the people. How did you allow that to happen? And um, and and here we are, here you are with your um, 
you know, with, with all this stuff and, and you're allowing all these terrible things to happen. How can that be? How can that be right? And this guy called Vimla Kurti uh, comes along and he says, well, right. you just haven't understood all these things that are that are apparently evil that you're calling evil are steps on the ladder that allow all beings to achieve perfection. You haven't understood that those things that seem to be evil from a certain perspective are in fact um, uh, not the evils that you think they are. I mean, they, they are evil, but, but they, they serve another purpose. And so now that's in Buddhism. The Buddhism is a bit more, I won't say more sophisticated, but it's been around for longer. So, so it, it's and and possibly uh-huh. a, and and it was it was always taught from that's a very, right that's uh, right and of course so anybody anybody who's got who's got more of an intellectual bent and this is the thing about a lot of the people who are atheists is you know you know I said that they tend to be stuck in their mind mm. uh, uh, you know and I had an atheistic bent when I when I was nineteen. Um, you know, 18, 19, 20, whatever. And, uh, and, and it led me into Buddhism and it led me into, and the great thing about Zen Buddhism, of course, is the koan system, which, um, which, leads, which leads directly to the edge of the mind. You get to the edge of the, the koans are all about getting to the edge of the mind very quick. So you get to the edge of the mind and you suddenly... For those unfamiliar with koans, they are questions with yeah, start, no start clear answer. Hand. Is it? It make, you, make you think. Yeah. What's yeah. the sound yeah. of yeah. one hand clapping whole... is the most famous one. Though, though that particular <laughs> one failed. I actually have an answer it's, to. It's so obviously that's... failed in, in, its, in, its, koan, <laughs> in its koanship. But, but you see, if you would go to a Zen monastery right, <laughs> and try to use your answer, they, they, they just laugh at you and go, <laughs> no, you, no, 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 that's not it. That's not it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, no, you haven't know, got it. <laughs> yeah. And if you read the Zen stories, you'll see that they, they've got all those kind of, uh, or if you listen to Zen, if somebody is, if you're privileged enough to listen to somebody tell Zen stories, then uh, they, they will have that quality of basically getting you to the edge of your mind, getting you to the edge of your experience, getting you to the experiential gap that you, you, you know, you, the, the questions you can't answer. And that's, and, and, and once you, and that's the purpose yeah. of, no, I mean, the funny thing is that in our Western system, and this is the one that I, this was my koan, okay? So the, the one that I, one that gave me my experience, uh, my sort of flash, my flash of lightning experience mm-hmm. was um, Descartes, the very famous Descartes saying, I think therefore I am, cogito ergo sum, or cogito. Anyone? Um, yeah. And, uh, and so, which is, I think therefore I am. And the problem with this, uh, this idea, I think therefore I am, is it, it's, it, it goes backwards. You say, I think, therefore I am. But as soon as you've got that I in there, I think, therefore, well, I, I am has to be first, doesn't it? So, so, so the, the direction of the statement is wrong. So it goes, I think, therefore. Because, because as soon as you say, exactly. I you're, you're implying so you've that already you've already you've presupposed mean. i yeah. am in order to say i think so 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 so, mm. so they say oh well let's get rid of the i then we'll say thinking therefore being so you so you get rid of the i and you do the usual buddhist thing of saying oh there's no i 
you know, there's no ego. That, that's what's that's the false that's the false ego. Um, and you, you get rid of the I and say thinking, therefore being. But in order for thinking, in order for there to be thinking, there's got to be being. You can't have thinking without being. So again, you still presuppose being. You know, right. and so the problem. So then you yeah. go. So then you go. Well, well, then. So, so the temptation then is to sort of throw your hands up in the air and go, "Oh, it doesn't. You know, it's stupid. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't mean anything." But it's, it, but it's more than that. It's that thinking. Uh, if thinking implies being, and being, but being has to first imply thinking, then thinking will never get to the end of being. Uh, it means that being is bigger than thinking. Mm. You, you, and and no, and the, which means effectively there is a part of you that you can never know there is there and, and, and potentially it's the greater part of you, you know, um, and, and, and no matter how mm. big you make your thinking, you'll never get to the, you'll never get to. So that means there's a whole amount of being and we don't know how much, but there's a whole amount of it that you cannot reach with your mind. Joey, you can't, you exactly. Right. So how do you reach exactly, it? Exactly, because if you can't reach what, it with your mind, how do you reach you have it? Is the mind the only tool to reach being? Is the mind? That's all we've got. So, so the so it's our it's a, no 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 no. It, so do, it's more like so you have just to understand when, when you un, when you and this is where the lightning flash thing comes into it. When you struggle for a while. <laughs> <laughs> you sort of have to struggle with the problem for a while, but, but basically when you struggle with the problem mm-hmm. for a while and you, and you go, well, hang on a second, the, the, you know, thinking therefore, you know, thinking leads to being, but I can never, I can never get to, to I can, there's a, there's a part of being that I can never ever get to. And yet the only tool I've got is thinking to get to that being. So, so, and then you, you find yourself in, in a state of being and there is no thinking and, and that, and that's where, now you, but you have to struggle, and that gets you to the edge of the mind. You see, and that, and then you're in a, and and suddenly you understand why rationalism doesn't work, and why you can, and why all, and why all those rational arguments that I talked about right. before, so, all those so. syllogisms that people get stuck in when they become atheists and so on, why, and then you realize that that being that you've that you can't ever get to, is God in some in in some way. Um, or you can talk about it in that way. You don't have to because being is being, it, but it just so happens that it has all of the same features as what God has. So, um, yeah. So, so all so, those features you know, that we oneness, give to God fit with um, I mean, oneness is the big one. You know, unity, a sense, a sense of unity, peace, peace, um, hmm. uh, love. Um, omnipotence, omniscience, um, you know, that which can't, which fold out of the oneness, by the way. So the, the oneness leads directly to omniscience and also to omnipotence. Uh, uh, in omnipotence in the sense right. of that a droplet in a wave is, by partaking in the wave, is, has the same power as the wave. You see what I'm getting at? The, 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 yeah. So, so, so by, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. by, by being a droplet, nevertheless, you're, you're still you, but, but you're in a, but you're in being. And so the, 
the the thinking part is is you're out of that for the time being you're just in being as you move you move because the universe is moving you or you know god is moving you and all of your movements are in tune with this greater intelligence if you like which is which we can call being and What would you say to somebody who's who says they don't believe in God and they're not interested in? But so this is not about this. Well, for me, this didn't come about because I believed in God, or it wasn't even it. It wasn't even about uh, for me. It wasn't about God or anything anything like that. It was about uh, it was recognizing that there are certain that there were certain limitations to my own thinking. And um, I wanted to understand, uh, and you know what I what I recognised is that if I could uh, get, uh, if I could iron out the limitations of my thinking, I could be a, I could do better. I could get further. I could, you know, I could, that was the idea anyway. I was uh, I was interested in being able to uh, be able to do more and uh, seeing more, more and those sort of things. And I, I could see that um, there are certain anomalies in thinking that uh, you can stay away from them if you want, but they form the boundary conditions of you really want to understand thinking or you really want to understand the nature of the way we experience the world, then understanding the boundary conditions is, is part of that. So anything that's... Uh, like anything like the liar paradox. I don't know if you've come across the liar paradox, but it's, it's basically a self-referential statement that says this statement is false or I am a liar. I, I, I am a liar. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm lying right now. I'm lying. Yeah. But right I mean, even now. if you say I am a liar, if I am yeah. a liar, then I've just told you something that's false. Right. So that means that I must be telling you the truth. Mm. So how can I be a liar? You know, that that's the, so those those sort of anomalous yeah. um, self-referential negative self-referential statements um, are are very problematic for and, and Russell tried to get a, get around with it get around it via his theory of sets where he just had he had these um, oh, I don't know what you call them he had hi a hierarchy but the trouble with the hierarchy idea is is it's mm -hmm. a fudge it's a it's like then you have to have sort of an infinite hierarchy and then you run into the same problem again because now you've got an infinite hierarchy of sets or an infinite hierarchy of statements and it just it doesn't make any sense to do it that way. So you've got to acknowledge that there is there are these boundary conditions to to, to logic and to thinking and to and, and they they occur in more than one way. Basically they they occur every time there's a generalization, including that one. So so um mm -hmm. so when you and and the thing is what human thinking is made out of is essentially we we do virtually all including what i'm saying now we, we do virtually all of our thinking by generalizing yeah um yes because every word is like a imperfect yeah. generalization yeah. So, of some concept. so so yeah. one, and then once you sort of so that's where I was coming from when I was doing this stuff. I was I was coming from a from the point of view of I wanted my life to work better. I just wanted my I just wanted my life to work better. I didn't want mm. my life to be, um, you know, uh, my life was was full of anxiety and and uh, and difficulty, 
and, uh, and, and not being able to get along with certain people. And I wanted to be able to get along with those people better. And, you know, I just wanted to be happy, you know. So that's where I was coming from. I wasn't really looking for God. As far as I was concerned at that time, as far as I was concerned, there was no God. Now, at that, now what happens is, though, when you get to that point and you suddenly realize that there is this being stuff, and you ha- suddenly have an experience of this thing, then you go, oh, hang on a second. Uh, what, what have I, you know, what else have I missed? What else have I, what else have I not understood? You know, and then you go, yeah, right. you know, and then you end up in a yeah. different, and, and then you start going, well, hang on a second. Maybe there, maybe there's something to this and, you know, maybe it is possible to, to, to go in some way that will lead me to an understand a different understanding of God, not using a rational means because of the, the, the natural flaws in rationality. Yeah, I, I went actually went through a stage where I, I'd been quite atheist and I started to have some experiences of mm. something that you could call God, some kind of divine being. But I still thought of myself as atheist. Mm. I still didn't believe in any of this stuff. And there was one day when I looked at myself and went, hang on, <laughs> all of these things that I don't believe in, I'm doing them. Yeah, it catches up with you somehow. <laughs> like it's. <laughs> and it was, since then, it's a little bit difficult to hold a state of skepticism because I've seen how much more is possible than what I what I believed was possible. So exactly, how that's, much more that's beyond a, that's what I've seen is still it, possible. Actually, I don't know. That's a great way of putting it because it's it's. I mean, and you're probably a better example of that than I am. I'm 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 still sort of. Uh, I mean, I've I've and I've gone all the other way around. I've actually gone all the way through to. And here I am. I'm a priest. Um, <laughs> well, then how did that happen? Yeah, well, it's a good, good question. It's a great, so that's that's a story in itself. So that that is basically. Uh, I, so after after all these things happened. So I, I had an experience I, and, you know, after that, I, I, I sort of returned that the experience that I just talked to you about, about the, the limitations of the rational mind and, you know, moving out into this state of being, I, re, I sort of returned to church with the, with the idea that maybe there's more to this than I thought. And I was, uh, you know, and I, and I wanted to, I don't know, put a little bit of magic into my life or something along those lines. I had that, that idea. And so, you know, I, I went back mm, to church and mm-hmm. I sort of applied myself with some gusto to various different kinds of, we can call them meditations, but they weren't really meditations. They're sort of more like um, exercises you do with your mind, which is a bit different from what I now think of as being meditation. Um, people would call meditations, you know, things that, which are, basically exercises you do and they allow you to um they they allow you to build certain we'll call them conduits um in inside of yourself for one of a better way of talking mm. about it it's not really inside yourself but it's not really outside of yourself um allow you to build certain conduits uh which then allow you to have certain experiences and i had certain experiences expecting um and and i'll just say that 
those experience, you know how people talk about near death experiences or, or out of body experience, you know, that, that are where they, where they come into contact with, with mm. quote unquote God, or they come in contact with love and light and these sort of things. And they know that they're loved. And well, I had one of those sort of, I had one of those kind of experiences. Most, most yeah. very unexpected because it didn't start off like that. It started off right. very differently from that. Uh, um, and, but you know, anyway, I, I had one of those kind of experiences, which is the, I think a lot of those, a lot of those things, usually you're shocked into it in some fashion. You know, a lot of the time, some of the, the, the people that I've, I've, I've talked to, you know, they find themselves mm -hmm. in, in a, you know, in some kind of crazy crash or something and the world all slows down and all of a sudden, you know, bang, they're, they're in a t totally different place and whatever you, the, I was literally building something process. inside of myself that I didn't really know what it would do, but I, but I built it anyway. Um, and, uh, and, and lo and behold, it, it did exactly what, it, um, which was, which was, which was a bit of a shock to me because I didn't think it would. Um, and when you, when you have these experiences and, it, um, and you don't expect them, you don't expect them to, to, to work the way that they, well, they don't really tell you how they're going to work. They, they sort of, they allude to things, but they leave a lot of things. Uh, they leave a lot of, they leave a lot of information out. And that, I think that's. Well, I often find that when I try to <laughs> explain it to people, they don't understand anyway. So what's the point? I'm sure that's I'm sure that's why why it's not explained because people don't that's get it well yeah that's that's that's, that's so, very, so very true. so you, you have the anyway you, you have these experiences whatever they are and then so then that led me to to a certain understanding of the nature of life um an understanding of uh of 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 immort mm. of immortality and what immortality really is um an understanding of um uh uh, you know, like a an understanding of the um, um, the fact that I, I that that I I'm not sure about everybody else. I can't really speak for everybody else, but I know for myself that I I am an immortal being that I've been around for a very long time, and I've been carried by someone for a very long time. Um, and once you've had that, that kind of an experience, there's no mm -hmm. going back from it because you know it, it's, it's very, very clear. And, and then now that didn't lead to me being a priest. Uh, in fact, it, le it led to me, uh, it was, it was a very, very intense experience, which I had the opportunity to go back and probably have again, but I, I declined. I, I didn't, it, it was, it was too much for me to, to it, it, the, 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 the opportunity yeah. was kind of given to me and I, and I sort of declined it. And I went away for 20 odd years from the whole thing because it was just, it was a bit, it, it, it was, it was, it was a bit much, you know, to be honest. Um, wow. and, and, you know, I decided to immerse myself in, in yeah. the world and, you know, because because the idea was, I, I sort of and I sort of made a promise. I said, "Well, look, you know, once I get my, once I've you know finished university and got a job and got a family and all that sort of stuff, then I'll come back." And and the answer sort of came back to me, "Oh, 
thing. <laughs> but but and and now and now looking back on it, <laughs> I, I I sort of think. I sort of think, you know, that was a lost opportunity. Like, it really was a lost opportunity. But because to get to, you know, you're, you're only that age, you know, and, and that innocent sort of, you know, at, at that point. And, um, and if you, once you go into the world and you start doing all these other things, you, you change and you become a different, you become a different person. Um, and, and usually right. not, in, not in a good way. You know, in you, you, you don't, you're not as, you're not as pure as, as you were, but you don't realize how pure you are at 22 or in, in my case, 22, mm-hmm. you don't, re, you know, you think of yourself as being, you know, flawed right. or whatever. And, you, and I think, you know, everybody has a tendency to think of themselves as, as mm-hmm. flawed at, at any stage. Um, but you don't realize how much, how much experience can sort of weigh you down, you know, and, and sort of weigh you down and, and the, the purity of spirit mm-hmm. that you had when you, in my case that I had when I was 22 is now kind of, uh, is kind of weighed down by the world in, in, in a, you know, in a, in a fashion that's perhaps, um, means that there's something I've, there's some sort of innocence that I've sort of lost. Um, so anyway, the, what, and so it's, right. so while the idea was to go back to it eventually, when you get to this age that I'm at now, which I'm, I'm 47, um, I, I sort of, I find that uh, it's a lot harder to go back to it than, than I thought it would be. Um, anyway, so what, so I was, I then went back and I started experimenting with this sort of stuff in my late thirties again. I sort of decided I was going to, I was going to, you know, go back to it, have another crack at it. And I did some work with some some other people, and uh, in particular, someone who was a a, a really brilliant clairvoyant. And um, and I, I just happened to be driving around with this person, driving around my city, Perth, and um, and and I was I was with I was with her, and she said, "Oh, hang on, stop," because um, I you know I I said, "Well, I wanted to take her to." I actually wanted to take her to my church and I hadn't been back there for like a long, long time. And, um, something like 14, 15 years. Mm. And, uh, and, and I said, I, I, yeah, so what do you think? You know, like we were, we're sort of sitting in the car outside, outside the church. And she said, Oh, that's cause she didn't know what it was. And I didn't tell her. I, I just sort of, I just said, what, yeah, what, 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 what do you think? And she said, Oh, that's, that's mm. a very powerful little church. And I said, oh, really? Mm. I was a bit surprised by that because I thought, you know, um, and, and she said, um, she said, yeah, yeah, it's, that's, that's a very good place. And I said, hmm, okay. Well, cause I had memories of people, um, from the time that, that, um, you know, from, from back when I'd been there and, and there were some, there were some very good people, but there were also some other people that were not so good. And, um, and so I was quite, you know, so mm. I, I have, you know, I had my own views about it, but, um, but she, she said to me, Oh no, no that, it's a very, it's a very powerful and good little, little place. It's one of the most powerful places you've, I've ever, I've ever seen in, in, in Perth. And I said, oh, oh okay. And anyway, so it got me thinking. Mm. And I thought, and I thought, and I thought, and I thought. 
and then later on I said, well, you know, that was my, that was my church that I, and she said, she said, oh, okay, all right. Well, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, I, th- I was, I was wondering why you took me there. <laughs> and, um, and, and, uh, and I said, so do you think I should <laughs> go back? And she said, oh, well, that's up to you. If you want to do that, then, you know, typical sort of this type of person, um, <laughs> You know, so, um, and and so then I, <laughs> yeah, and so there, so can't so, get um, any advice when you, you know, want to. So oh, that's up, that's up to you. You know, if you want to, if if you think you should, then then you should. And I was like, oh, if I think I should, and of course I do think I should because because I because 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 I I don't know I sort of feel right. like, you know as a, you grow up with something you sort of feel a bit like you owe it something you know, maybe. And, um, so anyway, you know, the mm. few conversations mm. later, I, I resolve that I am in fact going to go back. And, and so, and so I go back and I'm, I'm in the congregation for, for, and I stay for years. My first daughter is born. Um, and then after that, I, I, I joined the, um, I joined the, um, I went back in the sanctuary, which is where I'd come from. And, and and I went back, back. Yeah. So so meaning, I, I, I meaning was, helping uh, the helping there are the five priest minor and... orders, and then there are then there's a middle sort of like a an in between order, and then there's the three major orders. And I, I'd reached the top of the deacon. De, yeah. So deacon the major orders being deacon priests bishop. Being so those are the, a priest. so those are deacon and a priest. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that's right. So the, these the, are the five minor orders start with, I think, cleric, of. and then they end with acolyte. So, so, so you you become, and, and I think the one before mm. acolyte is um, is exorcist. So, so I I'd been an exorcist slash acolyte since I was twenty one or twenty two, and um, and I'd never, you know, I'd, I'd never advanced beyond that, and, and then and then so I came back and I. They they sort of re they they sort of accepted me back and then they redid my acolyte thing again and then um, and even though it was already like it, it's yeah. not like it hadn't been there and then a year later I got made a subdeacon a year after that I got made a deacon then I had a bit of a falling out with my bishop I was supposed to be made a priest you know a year after the the after after the um, after I was made a deacon and then that kind of, uh, you know, some political shenanigans that I won't go into, but basically um, the bishop ended up leaving um, and probably about three months to six months after I was supposed to have been made a priest, I ended up getting uh, ordained as a priest by a different bishop, um, but in the same in the same church. So it was, and it, you know, it was a, you know, the, it was an interesting time. It was actually a very, the, the funny thing was that the, the day that I ended up being made a, a, a priest was a far more auspicious day. It turned out to be a far more auspicious date to, to get made a priest than, than the original earlier date that I was supposed to have been made a, a, a priest at, um, which is, um, would, you know, which basically boiled down to, 
Oh, you know, I'm, when I say auspicious, I'm talking about astrologically, uh, you know, I, I won't, and I won't even, I'm not even going to go into exactly what that, what I, what I mean by that, but yeah. it's, it, it, it's just funny how things turn almost like, yeah. almost like, uh, the way that everything moves, it sort of has to move in a certain way and you end up getting to where you're going to get to anyway, even, even though that you know somebody's done you wrong or you know mm. treated you badly yeah. or whatever and this is what i was feeling about my bishop my, you know uh and and in the end you know the thing probably mm. the thing how it turned out how it ended up was probably better um than, than what it would have been you know um anyway so so yeah so that so there's a there's a bit more um so that's how I ended up being, becoming a priest again. And, and it was mostly about, I, I realized that the, the, um, the, the culture that I had grown up in had, which was this, which, which included this church, but wasn't limited to this church, um, had given me this ability to see things in a certain way and a certain freedom of belief that I, that I would not have had had I been brought up, say, a Roman Catholic, you know, or, or, um, or, or, or even, Ang- even an Anglican, mm. you know, or, or even a Buddhist, to be honest. You know, I would not have had the freedom of belief that, that I had in this little church. And so I wanted to make sure that my children, you know, should I have them, and particularly after I, you know, after my first daughter was born and so on, um, and, and then after my second daughter was mm. born, especially, um, you know, I, I wanted to make sure that they had that same opportunity. So I, I really went back to becoming, I went back to the church and I eventually became a priest to make sure that the church survived. That was, that was really the, the, the purpose of it. It had very little to do right. with, um, wanting to be a priest, to be honest with you. Um, <sighs> I don't because I, I, I some people feel that they need to be some like something like that in order to be fulfilled in their spirituality. But my the fulfillment of my spirituality ha- kind of happened when I was twenty two, mm. and and I was never in the sense that knowledge, that understanding, that 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 knowing knowing that there is that God is there and you're looked after and. You're, and you're loved and it's hard to explain because it sounds like what a but it's but but it's different when it's a, an experience that you have where you're literally where you you touch God and God touches you and 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 you know it and it's a different it's a it's a different thing from just having the belief about it or or, or thinking that that probably so, happened or something like that it's so essentially you you turned mm. away from the church from the from christianity and into buddhism uh in order to get a have an yeah, experience well, actually, that I, was I, I essentially went, a yeah, very I mean, Christian experience. The, the Buddhist thing sort of led me back to Christianity, and and now I look at Christianity as a. I, I actually look at Christianity as essentially a Buddhist outreach into pal- into a very part of the world, uh, you, you know, like in, you know, in the first century, uh, I, I, or you know, whether right. it's first century um, 
CE or first century BCE mm. doesn't concern, but basically um, it, I look at that essentially mm. as, as some kind of Buddhist outreach or, you know, if you want to, if you want to call it that, but basically a bunch of people went, Oh, hang on a second. There's, we've got to, yeah. we've got to give these people some shine a bit of light on these people. They're, they're, they're really struggling. Um, mm. So do you think that it was necessary to leave the church? Do you think there was a way for to have these same experiences in well, the church? Well, when I had when a, I first decided to be in the same more Buddhist, um, uh, okay. So what happened mm. was I had my I had my sort of more Buddhistic experiences. My I was still in the church, and then and then. After I'd had them, I sort of went, well, I don't need the church anymore. I'm going to leave. Mm. And so I left. I, I left for a year. I left. I left. And I, and, and I actually, and, and I did right. all the wrong things. And, you know, and, 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 I, and, and having done all the wrong things <laughs> and actually realized I did all the wrong things and, and having, you know, made a bit of a mess of, of my life a little bit, I went, hang on a second. This, maybe, I, maybe there is something to, 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 to being maybe I do need some structures around me that, that, that can keep me a bit more on the straight and narrow so that I'm not out there, um, you know, smoking weeds, whatever, you know, uh, drink, uh, getting drunk every, cause I was at uni. Right. And, and I, I, the people I were hanging out with, I was hanging out with were, were people that got drunk every, yeah. you know, every Friday and Saturday night, um, you know, tried to get laid didn't necessarily succeed, mm. but tried to, tried, tried to every Friday, Saturday night. Mm. Um, and every few weeks had, um, had, had some kind of drug experience, you know, and, and this, this all, and, but what this leads to is a kind of, you become dissolute. You, you, you actually. But having this, <laughs> having this year of okay. doing things wrong, is very traditional. Called Rumspringer, and the, the Amish, Amish uh, set, uh, um, actually make it a rule: you have to do it. They kick you out of house and say you've got a year to do all, make all the yeah, mistakes, well, I, do all of the things. I, 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 I certainly, I certainly did that uh, in and spite then, of not uh, being come Amish, back. but um, or, you know, I, uh, I, I did do that for a year, and I, and at the end of it, I was quite. You know, then I made a real, com and that was, I think, the thing is, I I came back and I made a real commitment, and my my religious my my what I call my religious experience didn't happen for another year and a half. Uh, happened um, in February of February or March? No, it was March. It happened in March of um, uh, March nineteen ninety four. Five and I returned to the church in January of of ninety four. So it's about a year. It's about fifteen months later. So, um, you know, I, I, I or it might have been December. So it might have been sixteen months later. You know, but anyway, it's sort of December ninety three, um, January ninety four, something like that. I came back to the church and I was, um, you know, and and I failed. I'd failed like a couple of like too many units at, 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 at university. So then I got kicked out for a year from university because I'd done all the wrong things the previous year. And so then I had a year of really concentrating on making myself into a good person. And then at the end of that sort of time, um, 
you know, and I, I, I gave up meat and I gave up caffeine and I gave up alcohol. You know, I, I really went, I really went for it that year. Not, not all at once, by the way, I gave up, um, I, I gave things up. I, I gave, like I gave up alcohol first cause I thought, well, that's, that hasn't really helped. That hasn't helped me very much. So I'm going to give that one up first. And then, and then, and then I noticed that caffeine had a tendency to, to make me, um, mm. you know, to make me sick. Um, so, so I sort of gave, you know, cause it made me dehydrated. And so I gave that up as well. Mm-hmm. And, and so I'd given up caffeine and I didn't give up meat actually until about December of 94. So almost a year later, um, you know, practically a year, I gave up meat about December of 94. And then, um, and, it, and then about three months after that, you know, I was, I didn't, didn't have alcohol. I sort of, went, I'd gone back to having coffee again uh, and, and tea, you know, I'd gone back to having caffeine, caffeinated drinks again. And I, some, you know, I had my, but, but I was trying to stay mostly off it because I wanted to see whether I could, um, I, I wanted to see whether I could be awake and, and alive without having to use any sort of, you know, any kind of, any substances and stay awake in lecture, lectures and stuff like that. Um, that, that were person. So I've got a, a mm. very, uh, you know, lo- so, so my background is very deep into stuff that's most people find pretty difficult, I guess. But, um, and so it's very easy to fall asleep in those kind of lectures. Mm. <laughs> and, uh, and usually, and, you know, the way I got past it or the way I used to get by was <laughs> right. drink like heaps of, you know, iced coffee, coffee chill and all this sort of stuff. And so, and, 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 but it made me, it made me sick. So what I was trying to do when I went back to university the mm. following year in, in 95 is I was, I wanted to, I wanted to be, I, I didn't want to go to the, you know, I didn't want to use caffeine as my way out or my, you know, my way to, to, uh, to stay awake when I, when I needed to, to put my mind into things. So, um, so anyway, I, so I did a lot of breathing and I did a lot of those sort of things as a way of just getting my energy up so that I would, and, and, and I suppose also I did a lot of, during that whole period of time, I did a lot of meditation, a lot of meditation. When I say meditation, I just mean mm. sitting, um, you know, with, with a sort of an empty, sitting, sitting sort of emptily is pr- probably a, a good way of, of describing right. it. Um, and, uh, and, you know, and this led to my, this led to my religious experience that I had, um, it led to a lot of other things as well, but it led essentially to the, to the religious experience, which, which meant that, uh, that, that I had a very different view of, like I thought that I had been enlightened um, when I had my Zen Buddhist experience earlier. And then I went and did all these wrong things um, from a state of apparent enlightenment. <laughs> <laughs> as you do. I mean, you know, when, when, when life becomes, when you sort of yeah. think of life as a kind of a joke, because because that's that's kind of what it is. You mm. you, you kind of everything seems funny all of a sudden, and then you go, oh, I can do anything. I can do anything. Mm. I can do this. I can do that. And 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 you you go into that sort of, um, and sometimes you can go. You went a little bit off the rails because, um, you know, because I, not because I thought I was enlightened, but because. Um, but because I said I wanted to test out what I could, you know, what I could do. And, and also I wanted to understand mm. the other thing is that you come to the edge of your thinking and stuff. And so you want to understand what is, you start to ask the question, well, what is morality? You know, 
um, you know, is there such a thing as, 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 you know, all these rules that we have about the treat other people and be treated, you know, treat yourself and these sort of things. Um, is there like a, does it have a real basis in, in reality? That just something that that's kind of arbitrary and made up and is part of the society and it's imposed on you. And, and when you start asking that question, then uh, in my case, what I did is I went out and did a whole bunch of stupid things and went, oh, actually, no, there really is a morality. There really is. You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, a, it's a good way to test. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so for people who have become disillusioned with Christianity and the church. Would you have any clear advice for them? Or do you think they just have to muck around and figure well, it out for themselves? Um, I guess it depends on which church. I was kind of fortunate in that the church that I went to had a tremendous sense of freedom in it that I didn't appreciate. You know, I didn't... Lot of, don't have that they they they're they're much more sort of stuck in very and sometimes the stuff that they they think is i won't say it's 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 a very limited um i won't say it's wrong but it's very limited and it's very limiting um Mm. and and so so it's natural for people to start because they feel constricted it's natural for them to want to get out of that. And, 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 and I don't think, you know, I think you have to be a pretty amazing person to be able to go from that place where you are, where you're feeling constricted and somehow be able to come around to feeling free enough that you can come back and contribute. If, if you're a thinking person, if you're somebody who's very devotional in your outlook Mm. and you've got a real sort of, um, you've already got that sort of devotional, um, you know, loving, uh, uh, focused way of looking at, at, at the world and at things and, and so on, then I think it's a bit easier. But if you're a bit more didactic, like I, I was, um, or I am perhaps, uh, and you're a bit more in your mind, you're a bit more sort of, you, you're fond of your own cleverness, um, then, then, <laughs> then, um, then you, you need another, I think you needed some other kind of pathway. You, you need a, they, a friend of mine said to me once that, um, that in Japan, they, they'd have this, um, the, basically there was the, there was the, the sort of path for, for most people. And then there was the sort of the warrior samurai sort of path. And the samurai path is, is the Zen, basically the Zen mm. path. Um, and, bec- and that's because those guys have got very, um, you know, because if you right. think about it, when you're a, if you're a warrior, if you're, if you're a samurai, you're, when you're not just honing your ability with the blade, you're, you're thinking about lots of different things, you know, like the angles and, and like lots of, lots of things you think. It, you, so you get very. Well, you're also. The samurai class is also the nobility who have traditionally been thinkers. That's all, and, and that's and they go together. And that, you know, and there's a reason why they go together that has to do with yeah. you know, well, I mean, there's a whole bunch of different reasons why they go together. But um, 
but mm. but essentially, you know, he explained it to me that way. And he said, look, you're more that sort of samurai type. You're not going to be satisfied with, with um, you know, with just kind of, uh, you know, bowing to, you know, bowing to God and, and, and uh, you know, you're not going to be satisfied with that. That's not going to, so you, you need something that will, that will handle your thinking and handle your, you know, will, you can get to it via, um, you can get somewhere yeah. via, via and, and that is essentially the Zen path um, because it's to do with ending the mind. It's uh, mm. now you can, so look, I mean, I, I, I now practice Tai Chi um, and I've got a, I've got a, a brilliant master like the Adam Meisner is, is, is our, our Shifu. And, um, and he's, he's a brilliant, he's a brilliant practitioner. He's also a Buddhist and, and, and he also teaches uh, Dharma. He also does Dharma teaching you know, medita- and meditation teaching. Um, and he explains, you know, a lot of things that, that sort of help to keep you on the straight and narrow in terms of, in terms of um, spiritual practice. So, um, so I recommend, I recommend anybody who's kind of uh, more king end uh, and is, and is disquiet is maybe to take up something like a martial art, maybe to take up something along those lines that will help you to, to real, to help you to realize the, the, the edge of, to, to understand that you, you do have an edge. You, you have, a, you, and when I say you have an edge, I mean, you, you, there's a, there, you have limitations and to understand what those limitations are and really come to grips, you know, to deep grips, visceral, have the visceral experience of your limitations. Uh, and particularly not the physical limitations, but the limitations of your mind. And you d- I, I think also another thing that's important here is, is people who have been disillusioned with belief. They don't want to believe in God or believe in yep. something. Um, that, that divinity, that something spiritual can be found in a different direction ah. that, is, that doesn't require I, belief I, in, an, in an entity. And so, and so you're talking about energies and you're talking about um, mm. mind. And these are things that can be in, experienced directly through practice rather than something that you need to trust in and, and is really beyond your perception. Yeah, and I, I so, still don't believe in God, but I know God. <laughs> and that's a very different thing, you know. Um, when you know God, then you know God, and you don't need to. You don't. There's no need to believe because you know. Um, and and the, the but the the thing about faith, and this is where a lot of people misunderstand faith. They think of a lot of the time they think of faith as being belief. They think faith and belief are the same thing. Mm. But I think that faith is like being faithful. Faith is is to do with um, st- staying the course. Now you can stay the course to a belief or you can stay the course to a moral or you can stay the course to an ethic or you can stay the course, but that's all faith. Um, and, and, and you can, mm. and you can stay the course to the, to, to, to the knowledge of who you really are. And, and, and you can stay the course to God. And knowing God, you can stay the course to that, even though, even though for the most part, for example, in my life, um, I, I, I know God, but I have to live in a world that is full of the lack of the fact of God. Um, mm. You know, and yet, 
and yet God is there in it all. God, God is there, but, but on another level, God is not there. And that's, and that's part of the design. Yeah. That's the way that it works. That's kind of, if, if, it, were, if it were different from that, if, if God were there and everything, well, there'd be, there'd be nothing to do, you know. It'd be, it'd be boring. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like, you know, God, yeah, God is in everything and in everyone. God is in everything and in everyone. But uh, if you, if it's obvious, then you might as well, you might as well not be here. You know, you might as well be somewhere else, you know, where, where, where God isn't so obvious, you know? So if, so, so if God, if God were really obvious, you'd have to make everything so that God wasn't obvious in other, in order for us to, in order for us to progress. Cause that's part of, well, see, I, I, I have a very strong, I, I, I have a strong belief in, in, in the progression of human beings towards, um, to, towards a, a, a greater fullness. And in the, in the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, there is a theory that if we ever fully understand the world, then it will be immediately replaced by a world more complicated. So that yeah, that's understand. right. That's the... <laughs> and there is a corollary theory that says, this yes, that's happened. right. That's right. That's right in the beginning of the Hitchhiker's Guide, isn't it? That's that's right near the beginning. Yeah. So this is basically the con your pretty concept, much, yeah, isn't it? yeah, uh, uh, yeah, 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 pretty much. And, and in fact, it probably has a. And, that, and that's essentially the. And that's the Hindu. You know, that's the Hindu play. You know, the the the, the play of mm. uh, Shiva and Shakti, and you know the the you know the right. the the um the 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 the, the play of Brahma. And, um, and, mm -hmm. and, um, and, and the, and the great forgetting, you know, so that you forget, you, you forget all that and eventually, you know, um, and, and then you're faced with the destroyer and the, the destroyer of worlds and, um, and, and then at the end of it all, you come back and, you know, you, 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 you sort of, uh, you rec you realize who you are or, you know, you realize the, the, the Godhood within, within yourself and within everybody else. And, but it's all just been a play and you've enjoyed yourselves. I mean, that's, that's, and, and that's all very nice as a, as a myth, as a myth, you know, it's like, it's, it's nice as far as it goes. It's doesn't give a lot of misery though. Uh, it, it might give some comfort to some right. people and it's kind of got an intellectual, something intellectually comforting about it. But so that's kind of why I, I gravitate more to Buddhism because rather than the, rather than the Hindu thing, because it's, um, uh, the Hindu thing is just a little bit too grand. It's just a little bit too, you know, it's, <laughs> it's just, it's just a little bit, it's a little bit too, I know there are aspects of, of Hinduism that are not like that, but. Well, one of the things that um, makes Buddhism fit well with a kind of rational scientific aspect is there's a plen there's plenty of, mm. I don't know in it. And and I don't know is important for a for a good rational mm. good rational thought to to be able to say these are the things that I don't know and I'm able to open my mind and explore and see what mm. I discover. Mm. Mm. Yeah, a lot of room um, for curiosity. Where yeah, you, you can't be you can't be can't be too curious um, if you're um if you're uh, um, if you already know. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I think, um, 
the thing that the thing that struck me about the, the final thing that you know kind of when i became a priest or when i decided to be a priest the thing that struck me about christianity the most was that it was essentially humanist you know the 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 christianity is in fact a, mm. it's a it's a humanist religion um that it that it exalts humanity above it 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 it, it repositions humanity as sovereign and divine you know, every human being is sovereign and divine. And that's something that's missing um, from Judaism. Um, it, it's, you know, in the, in the sense that Israel, the nation of Israel is, is, the, is the divine feature. Um, so if every individual is divine, how does that, this fit with the popular Christian concept of we are <laughs> Well, that's, yeah, that, that's, well, everyone misses the mark, which is what being a sinner means. So we wouldn't be, we would not be here if we were not sinners. So that's, but, but the idea that that yeah. comes from some kind of original sin that, you know, the Augustinian original sin uh, is, is a misunderstanding of Romans, essentially, which is Paul's, um, Paul's epistle to the Romans, which is where we get the Augustinian version of original sin from. And, and it's just, it's just a misunderstanding because basically the original sin is bringing death into the world. And, but, but if sin is, sin is mm -hmm. missing the mark, um, doesn't that make us somehow less perfect and less divine? Oh, right. I see where you're coming from. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> We can be perfect well, and imperfect at the same time. If, if, if we're, you know, um, the whole purpose, that's the whole thing about, like, a lot of the thing, a lot of these things, people think they get stuck in these syllogistic things, you know, they, they get stuck in these, uh, um, you know, you, these two things are, are mutually true. So how can they, how can they exist at mm. the same time? Well, they do. Tough, you know, like that's. They do, yeah. So I think we will need to have a whole conversation on sin because this is one of the areas that I think is really misunderstood. Mm. And, and you know, if you bring in reincarnation, then um, then there's a lot of you know, and, and the you know the skandhas, you know, from the from the Buddhist perspective, the you know the the thing and the things you mm -hmm. go on. and a com and a comparison with the concept yep, of karma and, and what and what karma is um and isn't because a lot of the time people have got all sorts of ideas about yeah. what that is um that are not um that are not borne out um so yeah i mean that that's an entirely different well you know that's that's another another whole um yeah another conversation. conversation but but yeah i mean look you can be both uh you can be both imperfect and divinely perfect at the same time um but it, but exactly how that works is really, it's something that people have got to work out for themselves uh, because, but, but what I will say is that uh, there is a way of doing it. There, there is a way of, of figuring that out. And it basically begins with meditation. That's pretty much, you know, you, you, whether it's Christian meditation or it's, or it's uh, Buddhist meditation or, some form of Hindu meditation or some other kind of meditation, it really doesn't matter. Uh, you know, even, even, you know, um, you know, the, you know, the old, um, the old Allah, 
Allah mantra, um, which, which people say, uh, some people say, um, so that, you know, that, that, you know, whether you're using mantra or you're using, you know, the, the more, uh, proper forms, what I consider to be the more proper forms of, of meditation. Um, as in, uh, as in a more contemplative yeah. and not well, I'm, concentration. Yeah, in we have a trouble in English that we don't have enough words in in yep. the Hindu teachings. Um, they have at least half a dozen popular words for meditation that define exactly what kind yeah, of so, meditation. Yeah, so I mean, I, I, look, like. there's a place for mantra, and there's a play, and 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 mostly mm. it's to do with uh, under that that place for mantra is is something to do with the the emotions. And something to do with um, mm. you know moving into certain what what I'll call states. Um, so there's definitely a place for mantra, um, uh, and there's but whether you could call that meditation in the in the samadhi uh, you know jhana sense is um, well it's not really it, it's not it, it's not it's not meditation in that sense. Uh, and and if you could, you know, the absorption into the one, it, it doesn't, mantra does not lead to absorption into the one. It leads into absorption into something, but it's not the one. Um, and, um, and, and so when I say meditation proper, what I'm really saying is absorption into the one, which I, I don't know whether any, I don't know whether that, hmm. whether, I think that there's a whole series of topics here. We need to talk about <laughs> what is this absorption. We need to talk about how mantra works. We need to talk about sin okay. and karma. Maybe another, I guess another, um, another. But but I think we're I probably, think probably out probably of time to. for today, so we'll have to. No we'll worries, to um, Alexander. So uh, all the best um, with uh, your yeah, all the best with everything, and um, great to talk to you again after. A while. I think it's been a, quite a, quite a few weeks since we've spoken. Yeah. Um, and uh, keep keep enjoying keep enjoying uh, the Portuguese hinterland. I guess. <laughs> yes. I do too. So we'll hopefully uh, talk talk soon again. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Talk to you soon. Catch up. Okay. Bye. Bye now.